Welcome into your Friday edition of the Strictly Stripes podcast. Muhammad Ahmad, Andrew Gillis, and Mike Nislik all back together. We give you our final previews and predictions ahead of the Bengals' must-win divisional game at Pittsburgh this Sunday at not Heinz Field, Acrisure Stadium. Are you guys still kind of getting used to that? Yeah, I just call it. I mean, I still have a problem with the the Chargers. I still I will write San Diego. Sometimes. Yeah, I still I, say I, Oakland. I, yeah, for the Oakland, Raiders. Yeah, that's yeah a good one. so yeah, I so, yeah, yeah I. Uh, I'm going to say Heinz Field. I think it's when you grow up, and especially since I've been to Heinz Field a bunch, haven't covered the ACC, it's hard to – I saw Dark Knight uh, Return, uh, Rises film there too. You saw it really? film there? Yeah, well, yeah. that's a – Well, they, when, they, when they went to the stadium, they had like an open yeah, the Heinz, yeah, the Heinz, uh, yeah, Heinz Ward was yeah. the um, – Bill Carr came out, Heinz Ward came out. What? Yeah, yeah. Bill oh, that's out, crazy. When did, when did, was it just before Virginia Tech came? No, no, it was like it was a special. We went to Pittsburgh to just see it, see it like being made. We were just interested. wow, yeah, that's so. tight. That's really cool. So I yeah, didn't know always, that. well, I guess it's the, it's the Gotham Guardian Stadium to me. Right, <laughs> right. Sorry. So the Bengals are going to the Gotham Guardians. Stadium, I think it was Gotham right? Guardians, right? I don't remember. Man, that's funny. Yeah, I forgot you covered the AC for a couple years, like we talked about on the podcast the other day. So yeah, you got to see some pretty cool stuff there, um, all over the board. But uh, that is pretty neat. I mean, I guess just jumping into it. You know, again, we mentioned a must-win game for the Bengals, especially in the divisional sense, as we've been mentioning. They have not won a divisional game yet this year, and if they won't even stay close in a super thin AFC North race, they need this. But as far as the playoff picture goes, it's even bigger with the gauntlet of the AFC we've been talking about, which will probably get even wackier uh, once it's all said and done across the board Sunday. But gentlemen, uh, predictions-wise, what are you all thinking is the final score, and why do you believe that score will be such? I picked Bengals 24-16 to 16 over the Steelers. Um, the I, I just don't think that the Bengals are going to go out there and be able to just throw the ball all over the yard. Um, the Steelers' pass rush is really good. Uh, seems like Minka Fitzpatrick is going to play. Um, that's not nothing. Um, so, I, you know, to me, I think that, um, you know, this is – I said this before the Panther game, which feels like five years ago. Um, but I, I, it just kind of struck me as an ugly game. I kind of get that sense here. Um, I think that, um, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't think that this is a game that the Bengals are going to run away with. But the Steelers' offense is abysmal. I mean, Kenny Pickett's not good. Um, their running game has really suffered. Najee Harris has been not what you would expect from Najee Harris, and so much so that they've had to lean on Jalen Warren in the backfield. So uh, I, I think the Bengals are going to, uh, to cover the spread, which is four. Um, I think they're going to win, and I think that they're going to get a much-needed win um, before they face the Titans next week, and that that's going to be an interesting one. So uh, I have 27-17. I think that this will be sort of the opposite that it was in the opener with the you know Kenny Pickett kind of making the mistakes, uh, and Joe Burrow. I think will be motivated to, to sort of having a clean game. You know, not necessarily doing too much where, you know, he's going to light the world on fire, but, um, you know, cleaning it up from that. He's opener, not going to light the world on fire? I think it's important to the offensive line, too, to sort of rebound. Uh, I think the left side of that offensive line allowed, I think, 14 pressures combined in that first two games. Uh, you know, Volson uh, and uh, Williams, 7-H. Um, so I, I think that they'll, they'll win. 
Um, and, and Pickett obviously is going through some growing pains. I, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a decent NFL quarterback. I just don't think that, you know, this year, um, you know, that consistency, you know, I just don't think they have the offensive weapons to kind of keep up now as well. So, uh, you know, they'll score, they'll score for you, and I think it won't be like a, a blowout, but I think the Bengals eventually put him away. Yeah, I'd say what I predict is uh, really kind of within the ballpark of what you guys are saying, probably closer to maybe Andrews. I'd say Bengals 23 uh, Pittsburgh 13. I really don't think this is a game where the Bengals just kind of go all over and take off like you said. But, I mean, you talked about the struggles with Pickett. I mean, Najee Harris hasn't been as effective partly due to the fact that I think a lot of the targets he had last year, they've been kind of doing more with Pickens and more with Johnson, especially since uh, they traded away Chase Claypool. But even then, if you look at what he's done himself, he hasn't been terrible. I just don't think he's going to be effective enough uh, to get more than 13 points uh, and more yards on the ground. Uh, and, you know, again, I think Joe Burrow has a great game. I think he easily throws for over 300, but this isn't going to be the explosive, dynamic game that we saw against the likes of the Falcons or against the Panthers, even though I understand the Steelers are somewhat better and, you know, almost as just as bad in some ways as them. But, you know, you talk about that pass rush too. I mean, you get TJ Watt back, all signs pointing towards Minka Fitzpatrick being back. I mean, that's tough. I mean, I mean, that's uh, Fitzpatrick's one of the best safeties in the league that you got to go against on many fronts. Uh, and on top of that, Watt is still, if he wasn't hurt, he'd still be in the running, I think, for a defensive player of the year like he was last year. So, yeah, it, it'll be a handful, and I would really like to see how that O-line responds to those seven sacks they gave up in week one. But, oh, uh, yeah, I'd say that's, uh, that's my prediction with that. As far as prop bets go uh, and predictions on that, what are you guys taking with that? I think you should lead the way on prop bets. Really? Let's hear it. What okay. do you got? Well, as I'm looking at this right now, I'm going to say – just pulling this up here right now live time as we say beforehand no i'm just i'm pulling it up i'm trying to get it up in front of me so i'm gonna say passing yards joe burrow throws over the over under which is 252 and a half again i just said a second ago i think he easily throws for 300 even if it doesn't explode and go off i mean against the steelers even with fitzpatrick i still think he's gonna learn from the mistakes he made in that five turnover game and you know when joe burrow learns from his mistakes i think that's most opponents if not every opponent's worst nightmare so yeah he easily um i think threads through that defense enough to where he hits the seams maybe doesn't go deep because obviously you don't have jamar chase but uh hits the seams on those intermediate routes and i think we see the the yak from tyler boyd we've seen a lot of this season i think t higgins gets some nice grabs for those uh, first downs and with that i'm gonna say yeah joe burrow goes over 252 and a half yeah, I, um, you mentioned Tyler Boyd there. I would have loved to have taken the over on, on Tyler Boyd yards, um, but they don't have a prop listed Not for that. on the board. Not on the board. Yeah, uh, so that I, is noticeable. I decided to go with uh, Tyler Boyd, anytime touchdown scorer, plus 160. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's good value. I mean, he's the third highest um, Bengal on the, on the board. Uh, Joe Mixon's actually at minus money to score a touchdown. Um, is T. Higgins up there? T. Higgins is plus 140. So in terms of game Surprising odds, that both the receivers are that high. Yeah, Joe Mixon minus 125, and then Najee plus 135, T. Higgins plus 140, and Tyler Boyd plus 160. Hmm. Um, so I, I like Boyd there just because I think that without Jamar Chase, there is you're, you're not really going to have a ton, of, um, a ton of separation in just who the receivers are um, in, in terms of, you know, getting them the ball. So... 
if you're gonna if if this if you're the Steelers and you're gonna shade anybody, it's gonna be T. Higgins. So I think that Tyler Boyd gives you some good value here. He is returning home to Pittsburgh, uh, family there went to Pitt. Um, so I think that obviously he's gonna be motivated. Um, so I like I like Tyler Boyd to score. Uh, I like how some of that's like it's like he's returning home as if it's returning home from war. He's a veteran. Yeah. He's like <laughs> ten games there. It's like you got like people not, sitting on the window. Like, it's like a four-hour yeah. drive and like a you know half-hour flight or right. whatever. It's not like he's uh, he's been in in Germany for for four years. But um, I digress. Uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, the over/under for is t- for touchdowns is one point five. Uh, I, I would go under. He only has two touchdown passes, I think, this season. And uh, we were talking about this yesterday, Muhammad. I think that the Pittsburgh as a team has six this season total. Um, so I mean, they're not scoring touchdowns through the air at high rate at all. And yeah, that's crazy. The over under on his yardage is two fifteen point five. I'd probably go under there too, just because I, I mean the weather's not going to be uh, great. And, you know, I would expect cold and, and windy would be the um, you know what it's going to feel like there, and that that can be challenging for any quarterback, especially a young one. Um, so I mean, I know he's used to the elements there, but um, against a you know I know the secondary is a little bit a work in progress with with some of these new pieces for the Bengals at, at corner, but. Um, I still think that uh, the Bengals stifle him pretty well. I mean, you mentioned the six touchdowns, which, yeah, we did talk about the other day. And, like, that that still blows my mind. That Yes, I understand you don't have Big Ben anymore. And this is not the Steelers of, you know, five, ten years ago. But, man, six touchdowns in 11 weeks or, I guess, ten and weeks Chase through Claypool 11. Claypool had one of those throws. So and he's not even from, there. from your quarterback. Man... I mean, look, I understand Mitch Trubisky is not a long-term answer. And I do believe we talked about this. Kenny Pickett's not terrible. I just think he's going through a heck of a lot of growing pains as a rookie quarterback. But, man, I don't know. That, that just still blows my mind, especially with a guy like Mike Tomlin. Like, I'm not saying this should be a winning team. I understand they're 3-6, and six, but six touchdowns. I mean, you have as many touchdowns as you have losses. I mean, That's there's one way to, yeah. I mean, there's probably even another more, like, jumbo uh, comparison for that. But... Yeah, that blows my mind. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, try to overcome that and outperform that Sunday. But that's worth looking at. But um, I know normally, so I just realized this. Normally we do a flashback Friday, but Mike, I had it mixed up, and we did a throwback Thursday yesterday. That's so true. normally we do our number of the week Thursday, um, and then we do the flashback Friday on Friday. More demerits for Muhammad. Just but we're gonna it's okay you know we're yeah, human a lot of ma's on the board we're human the weather's gloomy you know get a little as the weather gets foggy your brain gets a little foggy so we're gonna switch it up and uh go back to our number of the week so yeah let's do that do you guys have a number of the week and i'm putting you on the spot here but uh what would you pick as your number of the week and why andrew can go first i because i went I first on see, the i didn't top, know but. we were doing a number of the week Pick a number, any number. You get a number. Well, I get a number. We all get a number. Yep, I'm looking. Just give me, like, I, I got to try and fill some dead air here as the page loads. Um, I am going to pick a number that is based. <laughs> Between 1 to 10, uh, you guys <laughs> guessing. <laughs> no, I'm going to pick a number um, that is based on. God, damn, my page won't load here. Uh, the um, internet's just uh, the internet's, tension the on The internet you, man. is really, really hurting me here. Um, yeah, so I'm going to pick the number eight. Uh, eight. The number eight okay. is the number of interceptions that Kenny Pickett has thrown yes. through six games this year. Um, Rough. Kenny Two Gloves, uh, Kenny Mittens, Kenny Small Hands, whatever you want to call him, um, has not really played very well. Um, he, you know, he th- first game of the year, threw three picks, zero touchdowns. 
Uh, he's only thrown two touchdowns um, compared to his eight interceptions. Uh, he hasn't really lit the world on fire. I mean, he's completing the ball. like He hasn't had a game under um, 60% completion rate. So what he's doing, basically, is they're, they're getting him a lot of short throws, a lot of quick throws, but he's still a rookie, and he still turns the ball over. Um, you've heard Mike Hilton and a couple other guys kind of talk about this 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 week. You know, hey, he's a rookie. He's going to make some rookie mistakes. Um, so I just think eight is a good number for kind of looking at how much Kenny Pickett turns the ball over. Um, so I, I think that if the Bengals, especially if they can force some turnovers in this game, I don't know how much of a chance the Steelers are going to have. What? I thought that was pretty good for right. What was the, by the, what was the official total? I agree. Was it six? Did they drop that to six sacks allowed in the or six sacks they gave up in the first week, or was it seven? It was seven. It was seven, seven but I thought the Bengals always referred to it as six because they didn't count one. So they might. I have to, but maybe it was like a, a raw. They, they thought I don't know what it was. Whatever it was, so we'll say six and a half. Is the number yeah, yeah. they'll do? They'll give up less than six and a half sacks. I'm going. That's a huge hot take prediction. Wow. The Bengals give up less than six and a half sacks. Is that a? There's no prop bets for that, are there? As far as like no, sacks allowed. No sacks, no. Well, but see, if it was that, that'd be a uh, pretty good one. Pretty good one. So. And that's a good winning formula to not give up seven sacks. I think. So speak- well, what did the, what did they give up against the Titans last year? Nine in the oh yeah in the playoffs game, nine. Won. Yes. And I think well, that and the Pittsburgh gave up six last week and one against New Orleans. So yeah, so they're kind of reverse for that. But uh, the, I think the offensive line plays better than it did in Week One, even though uh, Pittsburgh's back at sort of full strength. Because I know I mentioned this to you yesterday. I mean, we've talked a lot about just the Bengals' offensive line, whether it's been a dud this year, but they are not the worst line. Because I've looked at Pittsburgh and I'm like, ooh, that is rough. But speaking of winning formula, blow your all's minds. You ready for my number? Be ready for this because this is mind-blowing. Two. I say two because this is going to be the second game where the Bengals wear their all-white uniforms. The first game since they wore it against... That's true. The first game since (laughs) they wore it against against the Dolphins. And I mean, hey, the whiteouts look good against Miami. And I think the Bengals looked good. And I think they're going to look just as good when they come up to Pittsburgh wearing those alternate all-white uniforms. So let's see if uh, they go 2-0 and in the All-Whites. And if they do, then the magic number becomes three the next time they wear it. And I'm just going to ride with that. Well, what I, think the they're only allowed to, I think they're only allowed yeah. to wear it three times or four times. Uh, I think three. I, I have to know. check that, though. That's a good question. I, I think it's like an allotment, so it doesn't really count. Because like, yeah. those, yeah, they, they have to I customize those. I think it's pre, preseason. They have to pick yeah. which games, It's too. not like college they where do. some teams wear like 12 different uniforms. Where you for, can pick each week, week. Yeah, essentially, yeah. yeah. Um, so one question you did we didn't ta- hit at the start. This is the biggest question mark going into the game. Is it going to be Kevin Huber? Yes, be I was going to get to that. I wasn't I'm, in for I'm Zach. Wondering. I was in the locker room for for. for he didn't answer. He, didn't he did answer. not answer. Okay, I didn't. Okay. He said that they. He was very. He was very very. Like. Adamant, I'm not going to answer that question. We are not giving that information. Got it. Away. So he said it's not. It doesn't put us at a disadvantage. You will find out on Sunday. I think it's going to be Christmas. Um, I think. Is there g- any reason to withhold the information if it's not Christmas? Yeah. And did we create? Did the media create that narrative, or is it just? It is so obvious. The media. <laughs> well, no, because it's like it's like. What do you? I mean, would they have said? They weren't asked the question. It would just be no. I, you know, I, I think it's just one of those things where like the league is so tight that we know how like anal coaches are about 
at just any piece of information that you can hide. So I think it's just one of those things where it's like anything that you can keep. I don't know how much the Steelers special teams room is thinking about. So like, about here's what Kevin we'll do after the game. Like after the game, you're gonna go to Mike Tomlin's press conference. How much time did you spend? No, like, thinking like about how much did it like throw you off? Impact yeah. you guys that you didn't know who the starting punter was going. Into the game. I think it would be a legitimate thing if like one of them was a left-footed punter. Um, but they're not. They're, but, they're, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's no so, like. Is it like? So I, I but know. I think I it's. I, I think would, it's. I, I think it's one of those things where the Bengals are looking at this. Like, if the Steelers think about it for two seconds, it's two seconds. It's, it's, it's a win. Yeah. And like, I mean, he's not wrong. There's no disadvantage to not saying. But I just seems right. silly that like if there's no difference between. I mean, one's obviously younger. But like you know, if they're the same, you know, punters don't do most punters don't yeah. do anything differently than. Each other, you know, they're the, they're the same way, the same yeah. strategy. Yeah, I think, I think what, I think what, what's going to happen is they're going to play Chrisman and they're going to test him out. They're going to see what he can do, um, and if he can, if he, if he can prove himself and not, like especially in this situation, it's going to be cold. They're on the road. It's going to be a little bit windy. It's a eventually going to be a night game because it's winter and the sun goes down at two o'clock. It's eventually now. going to be a night game. It's, well, it's it starts off as like it that. starts off a as daylight like, savings. I don't think so though, one thirty, four thirty. It's a four thirty game. That's the sun will be like the sun will be down by the end of the what's first quarter. The sunset right, what's, by the end of the first quarter. Yeah, the five fifteen sunset. What's the day of the game? Uh, the twentieth. Sunset in Pittsburgh. Wow, this is thrilling podcasting. Why Sunset in Pittsburgh. 5.19. You're out of your mind. It's not I said 5.15. Eventually it'll be night every day. Hey, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you what, though. It's not going to be during said, the game. I said 5.15. If the game goes till 5.19, okay, so we're all going to be so, very okay, upset. So if it's a kick, 1 o'clock kick. If kick, last, if kick, if kick is at 4.27 and the, and, the, um, and the first half lasts, or the first, excuse me, the first quarter lasts, what would that be, 30, 52 minutes, which isn't unheard of, it's nighttime by the second quarter. Yeah, I mean, that's not unrealistic. I mean, especially because we're in the thick of, like, daylight savings. I mean, it, it, well, it, it, it could. It's, it's, it, my, point, my point with all this is it's not exactly the easiest environment to kick in uh, at that place at that time. Black by the second quarter. Right, exactly. They're going to turn the lights see. off. Uh, but, like, if you, can, if you can kick in an environment like that. No, it's a good I, test. I, I, don't think you're gonna, I don't think you're going to have many questions about him kicking next week in Nashville or the following week at home against the Chiefs. Um, I just think like, that yeah. if you're not revealing it, it's got to be true. I, I mean, think that's, so that's, too. that's why. Now, I, I do think there is a really interesting question here about what happens if, like, if Drew doesn't punt well. Like, if they. If <laughs> like Drew, that's, yeah, then you, then you, you got a big then problem. Where yeah, like, you then where you You've maybe created a problem where. It, I mean, even a worse problem yeah, than you had. And, it, like. Do you keep going back and forth? Do you alternate? Like, what do, what do you do? What, what's the line? It's like the most famous uh, player on the team is always the backup quarterback for teams. That, now the famous. Now it's the now it's Drew Christman. Well, it's like sometimes when you put that backup quarterback in, it's not always what you dreamed. And I get it's like hard to dream about a punter, but like if you get a, if if Christman plays well, he's going to be the punter for the rest of the year. If he does indeed play. Um, oh, you're right. The more interesting scenario is, in terms the more, of like, oh, yeah, that'll be something to watch. If he that, doesn't punt well, then you got a problem. Then at that point, so that's not even the media. Next week, we can ask him in the locker room. It's like Andrew said you were not going to punt well. Right. Well, if, if that is the case, if he, I punts, do, I, I think it'll be fine. Well, if, if he does <laughs> that's punt, a, it'll be bold fine. prediction. <laughs> if he does punt, doesn't do fine. Then no, at that point, that's not the media. That's just that would have been a good number to know. Yeah. See, if I had maybe more time, Muhammad. 
I would be able to think, hey, well, Drew Chrisman, I could have a number of 40. Well, I was going to get to that anyway. It might be too. But I was going to say, by the way, guys. Or you like, could just say his jersey number. Which could, can you guess what his jersey Do you know his jersey number? Four. Four. Drew Chrisman's four? Yeah. yeah. Um, Huber's 10. <laughs> That's good for you guys. You didn't know that? I thought Mike was asking us to like big time us, but he was actually asking because no, I, he like, doesn't I have no idea. Know. I thought you guys would not know either, but he, apparently you guys are paying much more attention to numbers than I am. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I'll I'm bring a, that up in our company raises. <laughs> you knew Drew Christman's I knew Drew number. Christman's number. I want that on the record. Right. It's I will like the say deposition this. from the office. I actually don't think they're going to put Christman in. I think it's going to be Huber. I think Huber's going to punt because this is the thing. You guys are right. It's not an easy place to punt. Like for Cal Adamitis, who I know you talked to, Andrew, like he's going to have to get used to long snapping back at his old home in uh, Pittsburgh. But I think this is going to be the test of, okay, if Huber cannot do it in Pittsburgh. This is the line in the sand. This is the line in the sand. Like this is it. And if he does do well, then he's safe for now. Then I think after next year you part ways. But I think if he does well, assuming he punts, which I think he will, then at that point you're safe. But if he does not, then I think at that point it's it's Drew Christman's job uh, in Nashville. And then what happens from there, like you said, that's our best guess. But, no, I think it's going to be Huber because I think this is just going to be kind of that line line in the sand, like you said. So that is going to be interesting to see. We'll definitely follow that before the game starts. But stay tuned. Sunday we'll have our post-game podcast per usual from Akrisher Stadium. But once again, for myself, Andrew Gilson, Mike Nizek, I'm Muhammad Ahmad. Enjoy your Friday and have a great weekend. We'll see you Sunday.